you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Meet your man, MG Marcus Grant. And... I have a friend in the studio. Welcome, friend. Cynthia Freeland. It's good to see you oh here again. Oh, my goodness. It's good to see you, Marcus. I know. Like You were here like when I first kind of rebooted this thing. You came in and you Let's sat in go. with me, and, and it was you great. Didn't invite me back to I know. I that, know that's, totally, that's totally an unforced error on my part that you weren't here during the season. But it's good to have you here, at the, good to be here. in week 17. You know, good holiday season is family time. We're family. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. exactly. So, yeah, uh, Michael Fabiano is off in New York. Uh, Graham Barfield is back home in Atlanta. I think uh, our man Edward L. Murphy is back home in New York enjoying the holidays but behind the glass we've got Kent Brown so Kent, Kent what's Brown. up man good to have you how are you guys I'm a little under the weather with this cold so I feel like you probably don't want to hear this we well, as long as you, voice for most of as long as you stay behind that yeah, glass your uh, keep your germs over there everything's yes. good but uh, we, we appreciate you sitting in and helping out with us uh, it is week 17 so we'll talk a little bit about week 17 for those of you who are still playing whether it's uh, you know a season-long points league if you're playing daily what have you we'll give you some of uh, our picks for week 17 uh, and then I'll go over some of my favorite moments from 2017 and also I have a preview of what's going to happen for the entire 2019 season so if you don't want to know uh, it's kind of a spoiler alert you can cut off the last couple minutes of this podcast, or if you just want to win your league in advance, stay tuned because I'll tell you everything that's going to happen in 2019. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, let's do some news. The news. All right, a couple of quick headlines. Uh, the Rams could sit Todd Gurley again in Week 17. I mean, Cynthia, they don't necessarily need him, I would think, to beat the 49ers, though they do need to get a win. 
Uh, I would guess this means more of the C.J. Anderson show, though, if he doesn't go. I'm 100% with you on that. I think that, look, giving Gurley a little bit more rest seems like a good idea in terms of playoff strategy. Right. So even if he suits up, even if he's available, I wouldn't expect him to play anywhere near the complement of snaps you'd want from him. No, I think he gets a couple of snaps. He's probably done by halftime, uh, you know, at the Puts latest. Puts on those sunglasses that we saw, right. you know. He just hangs out on the sidelines. Right. So, uh, right. by the way, we had C.J. Anderson on Monday's podcast. If you want to go back, you can listen to that. He talks about his big week 16 uh, against the Cardinals. Steelers running back James Conner has a full practice. Uh, this is – Kind of the flip side here, right? Because the Steelers have to win. They still need some help. They've got to get a win. I would think if James Conner's ready to go, he's going to get a full workload this week. I'm Yes, completely yes. The Steelers have to win, and then they have to sit around and cross <laughs> Wait their for fingers the and toes, and then they have to make the Browns beat the Ravens. So that's – they're really going to need James Conner to, like, you know – keep them from be feeling so much anxiety yeah so if he if he goes that sort of wrecks anybody who's maybe hoping to play Jalen Samuels this week that's going to throw that off a little bit but uh, keep an eye on that uh, as we get to Sunday finally Blake Bortles has been oh, named the starting quarterback yes. for the Jack season finale Let's go, Blake uh, Bortles. you know I mean hey look Jason Mendoza in the good place is really fired up about this I don't know how much anybody else is all excited about it I don't know this feels more like the Jaguar kind of showcasing Bortles for whatever his next chapter is Right. I mean, like, I mean, next chapter. He's gonna be backup. I mean, he's not gonna be somewhere, with, but not with the Jaguars, right? No, that they, they're like, hey, JJ Watt. It's like throwing a little piece of meat, <laughs> uh, a little piece of meat out there, like holding him up as bait. That's what I. Think. That's that. That's kind of how it's gonna go. And I don't know that this changes the way you feel about any of the Jaguars nope, this week. So does not. All right, there you go. Hey, this quick news segment. That is pretty much everything <laughs> you need to know. <laughs> That was the news. All right, a quick look at week 17 for those of you who care to dabble in that sort of thing. Uh, went through and picked a few categories. Cynthia and I will give you some names for in case you are playing daily leagues or the like. Uh, first thing, your your sure thing in week 17 is... Patrick Mahomes! Shocking. <laughs> He's been a sure thing all year, pretty much. Yeah, sure thing. Oakland... They need to win to lock up that home field advantage yep. all the way through the playoffs. So they're not going to – do I think it's going to be like this gigantic, like, you know, 54-point game? Right. No. But I do think it's going to be a huge Patrick Mahomes, like get those short, easy passes, get that stuff going, get in the good rhythm so that you can take the week off and chill before you get into the playoffs. Pretty much. Uh, I'm going with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Similar situation. You I need mean, to win. You need to win. They're playing the Bengals defense, which has been sort of a layup for a lot of quarterbacks this year. And I think you just you want to make sure you pick guys that have a good chance of playing all four quarters because a lot of these other starters, if their team has nothing to play for, could shut it down at halftime, and, and that's a thing that, that would kind of screw up your whole day. That would be no fun. No fun at all. Uh, the Week 17 best value, maybe the guy that uh, you know, isn't necessarily high on the radar but could perform, your, your best value for Week 17 is? Jeff Wilson. All right. I can get behind that. Yeah. I can I mean, get behind that. You wanna, can, you, can you run on the Rams? Sure. Oh, you can. As can. Out, you can. Yes. Seems like a good value proposition. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely can. <laughs> Look, with Matt Breed out, I hate injuries, but injury replacements are a huge part of yep. how you get good value. And injury replacements here, Jeff Wilson has an opportunity. Their whole offense, the, the 49ers' whole offense, is predicated on what? Oh, outside zone rushing. Yep. Good. Let's do it. Jeff Wilson, let's go. Uh, you talk about injury replacements, and that's why I'm going with Brian Hill, who I know a lot of people may not know the name Brian Hill. Uh, went to Wyoming, plays for the Atlanta Falcons. He took over last week when Tevin Coleman got hurt and ended up with 115 rushing yards. Do you know the Wyoming fight song? 
I do not. He's a highfalutin, rootin', tootin', son of a gun from old Wyoming. Why? There you go. Why do you know that? I just, he's just doing <laughs> That's Actually, amazing. Actually, one of my friends was a cheerleader at Wyoming. Okay. And so she taught me the whole cheer. I can do the whole thing. You can't see us right now because this is a podcast, but you can just imagine. It's the most amazing cheer you've ever seen. I'm blown away by the fact that you knew that much <laughs> of the fight song because I had no idea. Highfalutin is the best. That is. Highfalutin, rootin', tootin'. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Son of a gun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he went to Wyoming. He plays for the Falcons. He's got a very good matchup against a Panther defense that has struggled against the run this year. Yeah, they're year. allowing like eight yards per rush on yeah. first down, just it's, so you know. It's That's incredible. And so I would think that Tevin Coleman is limited, uh, may not play at all. Brian Hill is going to see a very heavy workload this week. And we, plus, they, I think they want to see what they've got for with him uh, heading into next year. Uh, finally, the Week 17 trap play, the guy that maybe looks good on paper, but uh, will probably burn you. And for you, that is Leonard Fournette. Yeah. You can look at him and you're like, you know what? There's no one on this offense I trust. It's Blake Bortles back to offense. Okay, well, they're going to have so much volume for Leonard Fournette. Well, right. They may, from a football perspective, yeah, you got to try to keep rushing on first down because otherwise the threat of the read option just totally goes away if the rush is not an actual football option. But he's going to see nothing but stacked boxes. He's going to see a horrible opportunity. Do you know that the Texans on first down, they're allowing sub two point three yards per rush that's 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 horrible that's not good don't do that don't go there. It's I don't care if the volume seems awesome. It's not a Leonard Fournette matchup. Uh-uh. Yeah, the the, uh-uh. the 2018 season for Leonard Fournette has been just a vexing one. Uh, because of the beard. Like I think that he needs to get his beard situation right because that was the whole thing. <laughs> Beard's the key. That's note to sell for drafting next year. Check a guy's beard maintenance. That's right. So um, my trap my trap play is Chris Carson. 100%. Not because anything bad is going to happen to him per se, except for the fact that the Seahawks. Don't really have a lot to game this week. They're facing the Cardinals, who have a terrible, terrible run defense. But I feel like this is a game where they rest Chris Carson for the playoffs. They give a, a heavy dose to Mike Davis. They give a lot to Rashad Penny. I think it's like Rashad Penny goes for 150 right. yards. Right. Something wacky like that. That very well could Chris happen Carson. this week. That Chris Carson. So, like, so if you're playing Chris Carson, you'd better hope that he gets a touchdown on the opening drive or something like that because you may not see him too much after that. So uh, I do. I feel like Rashad Penny could blow up this week. I think it's like a Rashad like Penny, like, he's our first-round pick. And yep. then they'll be like, yeah, well, he had that 150-yard game. Yep. Like, yeah, it was Yep. Absolutely nothing. And they're going to use that, by the way, to give Rashad Penny the starting job next year. That's 100%. how it's going to work. It's 100%. absolutely going There's to like work. a little like like roll of the dice, and Pete Carroll's like, you're, you're up, you're in. son. You're in. Yep. It's your turn. So there we go. There's our uh, our week 17 daily and season-long picks for you. Uh, enjoy that. I still say friends don't let friends play week 17. But for those of you out there, you intrepid souls doing it, good on you. Um, <laughs> so before I, I let you go, because I know you were a busy woman. I'll, you and I are doing a Facebook show. We are. We're doing. I'm so. It's we, gonna be I've, fun. We are on three things together. I know. I know. This is so. This is great. This happy is like days. you know. Merry Christmas to all. Absolutely. So before I let you go, though, I had a, a few questions. Just yeah. kind of some general NFL 2018 questions kind of wanted to kind of you know get esoteric about my first one what was your favorite NFL thing fantasy or otherwise it could be a player a team a particular game but your favorite NFL thing from this 2018 season I liked how many rookie running backs were really good Mm -hmm. like you kind of think like oh rookie running backs we don't know what to expect like of course Saquon everyone knew he was this you know this gigantic thing right like we all knew he was a big deal but like did anyone expect there to be 
Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle. By the way, Philip Lindsay, not even on anyone's radar. Carry right. on Johnson. <laughs> like there are a significant number of rookie running backs who are like, wow, like the position's back. It's back, fam. Like, cause mm-hmm. you know, for a while the zero running back strategy, whatever <laughs> you wanted to talk about. But these rookie guys are really performing and they have really nice high trajectories going forward. I think I think that was that was a lot of fun too because I think we came into the season not sure about some of these rookie running. But we knew Saquon, we knew Saquon right, for say, sure. Put that one over here, but we we knew about Zeke. You know what I mean? Like right. you know about the really special ones, but did you really think at this time this would be like you and I fought physical fight <laughs> over who was going to for for fantasy live today who was going to get to talk about Nick Chubb? Right. You had him. I had him. You emailed first. You got to talk about Nick Chubb. I didn't get to talk about Nick Chubb. <laughs> I was sad. I had to talk about Sonny Michelle because I talked about Karen Johnson somewhere else because there were so many options. Right. Yeah. I just, you know, and it was funny because, like, coming into the year, I wasn't sure about Karen Johnson. Like, I didn't know how much of an impact he could make. He turned out to be really good until yeah. he got hurt, unfortunately. Uh, you mentioned Philip Lindsay, who just kind of appeared out of nowhere. Rashad Penny, uh, I mean, is probably think next season. Right. I mean, you know? we were talking about Royce Freeman, who, who never really got Who's his that? opportunity. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was, that was a lot of fun. I will say sort of maybe as a a corollary to that, um, I just enjoyed watching the creativity of NFL offenses, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously Andy Reid in Kansas City, Sean McVay with the Rams were sort of the the headliners in that, but – yeah, we saw it happen in Cleveland after you saw Freddie it happen Kitchens. in Miami. Saw it too. happen in Miami, right? You know? Oh, T- um, Tannehill, not so good. We're going to just like do a whole bunch of gadget right. plays to Jakeem Grant. Is that a right. thing? Yeah. I mean, we saw it. We saw a little bit of it in Baltimore when Lamar Jackson yeah, took done. over at quarterback. You know, it just was fun to watch offense Trubisky. in the NFL, right? It just so that was kind of fun. I really enjoyed that, and you know, I think I think we'll look back 10, 20 years from now, and I think we'll look back at the twenty eighteen season as sort of when this change started and how the game was being played and how it just like, you know, guys like Patrick Mahomes and, and, and Jared Goff and what have you just took this thing to the next level. That was a lot of fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one thing in fantasy football you would either change or get rid of in 2019? <sighs> Kneel downs. Still, <laughs> I don't like, I don't like that's just, that's anything for me. The best part about fantasy is like, having it relate to reality. And mm-hmm. if a kneel down is strategically the best thing to happen, mm-hmm. you shouldn't get penalized for it. You should, you know, like that's, these are not things that make sense. Right. Logically. Right. No, I, I get that. Cause I mean, that's sort of my, along the lines of, and it's starting to change of having your defense get penalized for a pick six, right? Your defense is standing on the sideline while this is happening. Like the quarterback throws a pick six and somehow it, it would it would ding your defense. So that's starting to change. That that makes me makes me happy. I want us to I want us to embrace kickers. I want us to get rid of this banned kicker argument. Oh, I like kickers. I like I, kickers. That's not even a question for me. Right. I know it's I like I do think steam. though that there should be there should be um like certain things like so if it's a close kick and you miss it, that's mm-hmm. different than like you miss a right. sixty yarder. You like, shouldn't get penalized for yeah, that. Yeah. You, right. Like you're not really supposed to make that. Like right. that's like a well, let's see what happens. Let's no but I think it should be I think it should be a bit more contextualized but no way it's part of the game special teams is a thing it is a thing you ask special teams ask the Ravens how did John Harbaugh get his job (laughs) special teams yes right absolutely so yeah I feel like you know I feel like all this kicker slander needs to go by the wayside and we should learn to embrace them they're they're fun they're great all right last thing what are you most looking forward to in either the NFL or fantasy football next season so 
here's here's how I feel about this draft class that we're looking at seems to be very defensive heavy draft, right? Yes. Like everyone say like last year we we're like, "Oh my god, we have a, all these quarterbacks." Blah 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 blah. True, mm-hmm. we did have a lot of quarterbacks. Right. This one seems to be a defensive one. So I'm actually looking. So if you kind of look at the track, this is we're getting a little we're going esoteric on you here. Right. So you talk about like, you know, new quarterbacks, this this explosion of creative offenses. You know what that's done? That's made the safety position really, really important going forward. And by the way, there were some good safeties that came out last season. Derwin, Derwin James, James yep. Mika Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. And then you got this whole defensive draft coming up. So I'm seeing like in this chess game of football we're playing, I'm really psyched to see like who's actually smart from a coaching perspective. Like, <laughs> Yo, I got the antidote to what you got. Andy Reid, you want to try to trick me with Patrick Mahomes doing crazy things with his left hand? Yeah, that didn't get to work because I have a nasty <laughs> stage that's going to shut you down. So I'm looking for the check, check, you know, the, right. the chess match that goes between the two. I'm I'm looking forward to really a lot better defense next season. You know, one of the things along those lines, you know, I'm waiting for more teams, and we saw the Seahawks do it during the Legion of Boom run, is go with, like, the tall defensive back, right? Yeah. Because teams are getting tall, wide receivers, right? You've got, you know, Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. I really wish Akilah Witherspoon, who's really good for the Niners, but Mm -hmm. he can't stay healthy. I want him to, like, take the Richard Sherman diet and, like, like be like, hey, you're tall and lanky. Hey, right. you're tall and lanky. I'm going to do what you used to do. They can, okay. They can be the Spider-Man Let's pointing game. You yeah. know, like the two would, Spider-Man pointing. And I would like to see that, especially in the West, be, NFC West, because mm-hmm. I think that that's a really, like, how are you going to stop Robert Woods? Oh, well, bang him up with a giant this defensive back. Long, Let's do this that. long-armed cornerback yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Bat you down. Yeah, right? I'm just waiting for that. Um, I will say the one thing that I'm really looking forward to next year, though, is I just want to see – the next evolution of these young quarterbacks, yeah. right? I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes was huge this year. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson, who had a really good year, I think he's ready to go even next level next year. Um, Let's you know, get him an O line. Give him an O line. You know, uh, you know what what happens? You know, with Baker Mayfield, what you know, the evolution of Sam Darnold and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I mean, like so many of these young quarterbacks, and, and it, it comes at a great time, right? It comes sure. at a time where you know Tom Brady is starting to, to decline a little bit. You know, Drew Brees, for as good as he is, can't play forever. Philip Rivers still, you know, he still has a few years left, but but his time, you figure, is coming soon. So as we're losing sort of a generation of quarterbacks, it's nice to know that we've got a group of guys who can come in and and keep this thing going for a while. And they're going to change the way it looks, too, because Mm -hmm. no one's a pure pocket passer. Right. No one's got this, like, you know, there's no – Profile-wise, nope. there's no Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, they're all a little bit different, and they're all evolving to this, like, really, like, it's more exciting to watch. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Defense has got to get good. I'll see who the good coaches are. We'll see who, it, who they actually are. We're going to find out. Absolutely. Uh, Cynthia, I appreciate you hanging out with Marcus, us. Marcus, I will see you for a Facebook show. I know, right? I'm saying, I'm, like, saying goodbye. Like, I'm not going to see you in, like, you know, an hour from yeah. now, basically. Uh, so. Exactly. Hey, but appreciate you. Happy you New Year. Yay. And uh, we will do this again. I promise next year you okay, will be fine. in Yeah, more. anytime this, you want. I'm this here. was, this was an unforced error on my part. Whatever. Appreciate We're it. Good. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Thank you to Cynthia for hanging out uh, as we looked a little bit at the 2018 season. But I went back because, you know, it's the end of the year and everybody does their end of the year kind of best ofs thing. So I went through and I picked out three of the bigger storylines in fantasy or maybe not the biggest storylines, but some of the things that I thought – uh, we're kind of key as we went along on this journey during the year and just some things that I, that I sort of like. So there's not necessarily a rhyme or reason to it uh, other than I'm hosting this podcast and uh, this is how I wanted to do things. So uh, the third one, 
came with Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley were let go in Cleveland. You know, because before we started building the legend of Baker Mayfield, we actually sat and watched the downfall of Hugh Jackson. And it's funny because that Browns coaching shakeup was a big key to turning around their season. We greeted it with the same level of excitement as finding an extra French fry at the bottom of your burger bag. The Browns have fired Hugh Jackson, their head coach, after a 3-36-1 record over the past two-plus seasons. They also went out and fired offensive coordinator Todd Haley. Now, the second one to me seems like maybe the bigger surprise. I think we all saw the Hugh Jackson firing coming. That's kind of been a long time coming. But I think the, the initial impression was, well, they'd fire him and make Todd Haley the offensive coordinator. That's not the case. Todd Haley is gone as well. And I think we saw what Freddie Kitchens is now being elevated to what interim offensive coordinator at the moment. Greg Williams has been named the interim head coach. Fabs, I don't even know where to start with this. I don't even know what this means at this point. I have no idea. At least I didn't hire Jeff Fisher to be the head coach and Mike McCoy to be the offensive coordinator. Yet. That would have just been bad in reality and fantasy. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, uh, a running good bats coach, so we, we would figure that maybe he's going to lean more on the run with Nick Chubb. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, things are uh, things are moving quickly in Cleveland, and it, it we will see what happens in terms of its effect on – the offense and how these players sort of start to perform because I mean, you know, Baker Mayfield has not been a consistent fantasy player, which I don't think we expected him to be. He's a rookie. Uh, Nick Chubb, bad matchup last week, but we would think that he's going to be involved week in and week out. I mean, Jarvis Landry, I mean, he was always going to see regression based on what he did last year in terms of the touchdowns. But he's been very unreliable this season. And I mean, this is one of the best pass catchers in the league. Yeah, I mean, he, he has been. He's been fantastic, uh, you know, in terms of targets and what he does with them. Um, I mean, Graham, obviously they cleared the deck. They traded Carlos Hyde to get Nick Chubb in there. Now, as, as Fabs mentioned, a running backs coach takes over as a pass catcher. I mean, does this does this mean we can start to expect more from Nick Chubb? I, I mean, I really don't know. I, I'm still trying to process what this whole thing is, is doing right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if anyone was paying attention during the offseason at any point they knew Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley would not work well together oh, yeah. and lo and behold it only took eight weeks for it to turn into <laughs> a total freaking dumpster fire yeah look I mean they get the Chiefs and the Falcons before their week 11 bye so I mean two fantastic matchups there Nick Chubb has 18 carries in back-to-back games since Hyde was traded he's gonna be low in him RB2 the Kansas City Chiefs obviously aren't great in their run defense and the Falcons have lost a lot of key players but yeah, I, honestly, I don't think this changes much about how we va- evaluate their offense for fantasy just because Haley has been so predictable. Hugh hasn't really done much of anything in his tenure there, so I can't really say we changed too much. Oh, man. Yeah, we sort of – I won't say we whiffed on it, but, yeah, let's get more excited. I mean, it turns out Baker Mayfield may be one of the guys that we're really getting excited about next year. Nick Chubb looked fantastic down the stretch. He ends up as the RB. 14 on the season and uh, we were sort of just like meh about the whole thing so uh, yeah that was kind of a I won't say a swing and a miss maybe a swing and a fouled off to the left I don't know Uh, the next biggest story and maybe one of the biggest stories not just in fantasy but in the NFL all year the Le'Veon Bell holdout I mean Lev Bell and the Steelers basically called each other's bluff this year and I don't know that any of us actually saw that coming and yet all season long no matter how much Lev delayed his return we all just knew I mean we just knew that he eventually had to come back by like week 10 but um 
What if he didn't? From the minute that they couldn't come to a deal, it was pretty much felt that he would show up the first week of the season, exactly as he had in the past. Then he didn't. Then it was, hmm, maybe he's waiting for the bye week. Then it wasn't the bye week. Now it's, hmm, maybe it's waiting for the very last day that he can possibly show up, which is November 13th. So the CBA says that if you want to be eligible to play in any one season, you need to arrive by the Tuesday after the 10th week. So that would be Tuesday, November 13th. And now, literally today, I've decided that he really may not ever show up. And this is what's so crazy about this, because so many things have been reported that actually aren't really correct, and that's just because the CBA is that complicated. But that was a narrative, that was a storyline earlier in the year that he needed to be on the active roster for six games to accrue a season. He's already accrued enough seasons. He's already got the five years, so that's not the issue. He cannot be tagged with the same tag more than once. Or he can't, meaning the second tag. Mm -hmm. So he was already tagged one time last year. Then this year he was tagged a second time. If he doesn't show up, that doesn't mean that he gets the second tag. It means that now he has the third year of the tag. And so there's really the only reason for him to show up this year is to A, make some money, and B, show that remind everyone that he really is this truly utterly dynamic or as his agent said once in a generation player because the numbers that James Conner is putting up are certainly laying lie to that a little bit yeah you know this was one that really shook up the world when it came to fantasy especially for a lot of folks who spent a very high draft pick on Le'Veon Bell we should thank him because it certainly introduced us to James Conner as a real fantasy factor this season and now we could spend a whole offseason spitting out hot takes on where Le'Veon Bell might end up and what it means for the team that he lands with and what it means for his fantasy prospects. Oh, it's going to be a long and frustrating spring and summer. But, man, this was one that nobody really saw coming, and uh, it had a lot to do with how the fantasy season played. Uh, my number one thing from the year, Josh Gordon getting traded. Now, after a strong finish to 2017, there was a belief that Josh Gordon would be fully back in 2018. Things, you know, obviously didn't quite work out that way. After nearly being released, Gordon ends up getting traded to the New England Patriots, which led us to probably the most spontaneous moment we've had on the show this year. Not to cut off this segment, but uh, Ian Rappaport, some news, guys, live news here. Uh, Patriots are getting close to a deal for uh, Browns' Josh Gordon. Not official yet, but headed that way. Why? Why does it always go to the Patriots? Why? why? It always goes to the Patriots. Always, 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 always. Why? This is why everyone who doesn't love the Patriots hates them. Why? There, there, there's pros and cons here, but I think the pros far outweigh the cons with, with this move. If, if, the, if it doesn't work out, what do the Patriots lose? You're not, you're not nothing. Making, you're not making me feel better about nothing, this. dude. But, but you're I mean, not me feel better about this. I know, but wait, but you're not a Jets fan. You're not a do- do- I'm tired of watching the Patriots win. Okay. <laughs> As a pen goes flying across the studio. I'm not gonna lie to you, like, cause like I don't have to be, I don't have to be neutral in this whole thing. I'm tired of watching the Patriots win. I'm tired of them being smarter than everybody in the league. I'm tired of the league letting themselves be outsmarted by this team. How? How? Because you know what's going to happen. They're going to make this deal, and Bill Belichick's is going to give them a handful of damn magic beans, all right? <laughs> They're going to give them some damn magic beans. The Browns are going to get a ho-ho at a 10 speed, and Josh Gordon's going to go to the <laughs> damn playoffs, and we're going to do this again. I'm tired. I've had enough. 
Yeah, okay, so things didn't quite work out the way we thought they would. Obviously, Josh Gordon having to step away for uh, his mental health issues and certainly wish him the best with that. But, man, at the moment, it just felt like the Patriots had gotten another one over on the rest of the NFL. And, uh, yeah, so I maybe I, I overreacted a little bit. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Uh, hey, you know, we appreciate you listening, obviously, all 2018 season. And, you know, for those of us who are doing this, for those of you who love fantasy football, you know that it's pretty much just on to the next. Now, I, I, don't, I don't put this out there because I just don't want people to know, but I do have a time machine, and I fast-forwarded 12 months from now. I have seen the future. I have sat in this very seat in December of 2019, and I – saw everything that is going to happen with the 2019 fantasy season. So for those of you who just want it to be a surprise, who don't want any spoilers, uh, you know, you can feel free to shut the podcast off now. I wish you nothing but happy tidings in the new year, and we'll get ready to, to see you uh, in 2019. No, no harm, no foul if you want to just check out right now. But for those of you who want to get a leg up on what's going to happen, with everything else in 2019, if you want to be better than your league mates, uh, stick around because uh, I've got the 2019 fantasy season in 60 seconds. Can't give me that drum loop. All right, the preseason opens with debate over whether Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley, or Christian McCaffrey should go number one overall. Frank Gore, he's an RB4. Patrick Mahomes is still amazing. Baker Mayfield's better than we imagined, though you occasionally have to mute his name on Twitter. Nuke will be the first receiver taken, and there will be weeks when you wonder how he didn't go number one overall. Devontae Adams will catch 20 touchdowns because, oh yeah, the real Aaron Rodgers is back, and he's coming for his QB1 crown. Lev Bell's back as the first lieutenant of Captain Andrew Luck. The Jaguars' defense gets its mojo back, and you end up having to mute the words Jalen Ramsey on Twitter. Hey, Frank Gore's an RB3 now. Kickers are still a thing. Justin Tucker in the 12th is still your strategy. David Johnson's back. Larry Fitzgerald isn't. Josh Rosen is better. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws four touchdowns, but of course the week you start him, he throws four interceptions. The Devontae Parker breakout finally happens in Buffalo. For the fifth straight year, your friend took Phillip Rivers in the 10th. For the fifth straight year, she's going to make the playoffs. The team you built in August will look nothing like your December playoff team. Instead, it's a late afternoon waiver ad in week 16 that seals the championship. It's Frank Gore in the flex because Frank Gore will never die. On to 2020. Uh, Finally, as I wrap this one up, uh, I just, I really just kind of want to have a serious moment and just say thank you to so many of you out there. And I, I tweeted this on Thanksgiving, but I felt like I, I wanted to say it here on the podcast for all of you who listened. Um, those of you who've been listening to this show for a while know that this year went through, we went through a major change, a major lineup change, uh, and kind of a format change on the show. And uh, I just wanted to be honest and say that there were moments where I, I didn't know how this thing was going to go. Uh, I didn't know if it was going to be a show worthy of what we had built before here in the past. Uh, and I just want to say thank you to all of you who stayed with us, uh, all of you who kept listening, and all of you who, you know, hit me up on social media, uh, email, text, what have you. Uh, I got a lot of encouraging words from a lot of you out there. Some of you I know personally. Some of you I only know basically through Twitter or what have you. But I just want to let you guys know that all of that encouragement came at a time when I was really unsure about how this thing was going to go, and it was appreciated more than you'll ever know. And so uh, I just want to say thank you to all of you. Uh, I appreciate all of you. We certainly couldn't do this without all of you. And, uh, you know, hey, 
if if we helped you in some way, that's awesome. If we entertained you in some way, that is equally awesome. And uh, I just wish all of you the best in 2019, uh, in fantasy and just in life in general. I certainly appreciate you. I love you all and uh, look forward to uh, to doing this uh, for who knows how much longer. We're not done yet, so we're going to keep on going. So that's it. We are done Appreciate all of you. Thanks to Cynthia Freeland for hanging in there. Thanks to Kent behind the glass, as always. And uh, for one last time, because we are off on Monday. No New Year's Eve show for us. So for one last time in 2019, tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, you don't need a New Year's resolution if you're already perfect. We'll see you in 2019. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.